Now then everyone, this is the Wedding Mavericks podcast, a podcast for wedding photographers and videographers who want to build successful and sustainable businesses. My name's Lindsay and I'm John by Jules today and on this episode we are discussing that very subject, building a sustainable and successful business in 2023. So, Happy New Year, everybody. We do hope that you've had a a nice end of year break, whether you celebrate Christmas or just the fact that we've made it through another year. (laughs) So, uh, Happy New Year and uh, hopefully a happy and healthy new start to 2023. Um, The end of year we find is always a, a time really for sort of reflection, be that on your business, Uh, but we also hope that that's upon yourself equally. Um, And that's kind of what we're doing at the moment as we start uh, another new year. We've been reflecting, um, certainly in recent months, on things that kind of are are happening for us personally, um, how that kind of impacts us uh, in terms of our work and our business, but then also on the business itself, we have been thinking about the direction that we've taken over the course of the last 12 months and we're of course thinking about what the future holds for both our our wedding business, your story and also the podcast going forward Um, and in doing that we kind of start with what the Wedding Mavericks is all about Jules. Yeah so um, this is our 50th episode. So we 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 felt like it was um, a really good time to kind of come back to what what the podcast is all about, why we started it, um, and what what we kind of want to do with it going forwards. Um, it takes quite a lot of time and effort to to put this podcast into place, uh, record it every well, try to record it every week. It don't always work out like that, but you know it's um, it's quite an undertaking. So. If we're going to commit to doing it, we want to make sure that we're we've we've got a good plan with it. Mm. Um, we've obviously got you know more listeners than we we had um, earlier on in the podcast, so that's great. Um, and we want to make sure we're giving value to people that are they're spending time listening to us. So we wanted to just revisit, you know, why fifty. We've managed to get to fifty episodes. We wanted to revisit like what what the purpose of this podcast is, and that's probably changed if I'm being honest since the start. Um, I first started the podcast when it was the this kind of start of COVID. I had this idea to do a podcast before that and just never kind of got around to it. And then I'd, I'd already planned, I'd, I'd invested in equipment and things to do it um, and had a, a basic plan to do it. But then obviously COVID happened and yeah, it changed everything. So I started by doing a few interviews with different wedding suppliers. And when I first started it, it <laughs> I wanted to keep it broad because I was like, well, there's a lot of, you know, photography, videography podcasts, but there aren't as many that are just um, a bit more about the wedding industry in general. Um, but let's be honest, you know, our business is in photography and videography. And I think that with the kind of contacts that we've made and the experience that we've got, it makes sense to be talking about about that. Yeah. Um. And the main thing that there isn't an awful lot of other podcasts or 
other content um, on is more the business side. Lots of people focus on the creative. Lots of people focus on the how you shoot this and how you how you get this to do this and how you edit this. But there isn't as much that talks about the business, and um, that's something that we're both very passionate about. And because the for us the whole point of this is to to be able to do this for a living, to be able to to provide for our family. It's you know it's a lifestyle business, isn't it? Photog- you know, being a wedding photographer and videographer is a lifestyle business. You you're not doing a nine to five, um, and that with that there are ups and downs. There are lots of things that you have to do or you have to learn that aren't necessarily in your skill set or in your comfort zone, um, and. Lots of people who will get into photography and videography will be quite excited and interested in and competent, competent, competent. <laughs> I tried to say confident <laughs> and competent at the same time. I like it. Blend the words. Blend the words. Blend photo and video. Blend the words. <laughs> <laughs> so confident and competent at, you know, operating a camera and getting beautiful images and making beautiful films. But the business side is always the bit that doesn't really get talked about. And honestly, it's the most important bit. It's the bit that you spend more of your time on, um, you know, than, than we tell, between that and, and editing things afterwards. You spend a lot more time doing those things than you do shooting, um, if you're doing this as a business anyway. And um, it's the bit that, you know, unless you've been to business school or unless you think a lot of the, a lot of the principles aren't really taught in school or or anything like that um and you know unless you take an interest in it and educate yourself um you're probably going to be muddling your way through it and that's why we wanted to do this to to talk about a lot of those issues we do talk about the creative stuff too because we, we are into that we are excited about that but we wanted there to be somewhere where we talked about the business so we're really passionate about people building successful and sustainable businesses you know it's no good if if you're not a success and everyone's definition of success is different but if you're not meeting your goals you're not feeling successful as in whether it's whether it's because you've achieved you know some kind of notoriety or you've got some feedback or you've managed to get this job or if your success is I'm managing to do this for a living I don't have to have another job and I can provide for my family you know it's important that you've got whatever your definition and um, ideology of success is, it's it's important that you're achieving that or you're working towards that. And being sustainable is such an important thing mm-hmm. because it's okay to come into this and do it for six months or do it for a couple of years. Uh, but if you, you know, if you don't make it work, then it, it's just a big gamble, isn't it? It's a big, it, it doesn't need to be. It's It's possible to to approach this and make sure that you can still be doing it for as long as you want to. Yeah. Um, it should That shouldn't really be left up to chance. Um, but obviously you, you need to kind of approach things in a certain way in order to do that because otherwise either you won't make enough money, you won't get enough jobs um, or you'll you'll be doing okay but you'll be totally burnt out and you'll just be not able to carry on doing it. And you're potentially kind of <clears throat> common stuck where you forget that there's going to be a tax bill to pay. 
yeah. at some point. Yeah, that's so just understanding stuff like that is a really good point. The the fundamentals of not only knowing about the the monies that are gonna make your business be able to continue, be profitable for you, but understanding what your kind of financial commitments are. Not you know, kind of above and beyond your monthly outgoings, if you like. Yeah. Just understanding, you know, things like financial year, the benefits of having an accountant help you out, or accountancy software, and just 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 things like that. Yeah, and all those things do tend to morph and adapt as you move through different stages of your business. So, for example, the start, there isn't really an awful lot to worry about because you won't have had to do a tax return or submit any accounts. So that stuff's not really really that relevant at the start. Mm. But if you get on top of those things and you understand those things at the start, it makes it a lot easier when you get a couple of years in. Like Lindsay says, and if you haven't been thinking about those things, you've been like, right, oh, it's going all right. But all of a sudden, you know, you get a letter from, you know, the, the tax people, wherever you are in the, the world, and um, and they're asking for money. Um, or saying that you own money, you know, mm. that's going to potentially derail your business, even though everything else is going brilliantly. And that's the same for if you, you know, are able to get lots and lots of work and you're taking on lots and lots of work, but you take on too much work and then you become, you know, either burnt out or just not able to fulfill the commitments that you've made to people. All these things, they sound probably a little bit like, duh, yeah, of course. But I don't th- I don't think they are like straightforward and things that everybody just thinks of and knows. No. Because that I think that these things that we're talking about here are the things that probably, you know, they are definitely high up on the list of things why businesses fail. Yeah. And you'll have kind of heard the the references to and I think it's becoming a bit cliche now about all the different hats that you'll wear. Well, in businesses that are the size of ours, I would think in the majority of cases here, you know, we're all operating within businesses that are either just yourself or maybe you have a partner that you work with. But I can't imagine that amongst the community of of listeners that we are dealing with businesses that are going to have the kind of luxury, I guess, of, you know, 10, 20 plus yeah, there might be, might be the odd one, but and probably, yeah, you're right, probably not it. listening to this podcast. So yeah. all these different business functions, you know, in a bigger business, they will be within departments. There will be a figurehead who has responsibility for that particular element of the business. So whether that's marketing, whether that's human resources, looking after your staff, whether it's the financial side of things, there will be somebody designated that's looking after that. But don't forget, the moment you step into the shoes of operating this business of your own accord, you wear all those hats, if you like. You have responsibility for all those areas of business. Yeah. And in order for things to be successful or sustainable, and we're saying this completely from experience of of trying to get to where we are at the moment, you know, where we're sort of five, six years in and we've 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 had to go through all this we've had to learn things along the way and we've had to make changes where things weren't working or where we hadn't thought about something so that's where we're coming from it's it's all through you know experience Lindsay has a business degree um it doesn't stuff like that doesn't necessarily teach you all of this 
you know, it doesn't teach you the the kind of practicalities of running your own business necessarily just because you've got gone to business school or whatever. No, and not not a business of this size. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. You know, I'll get to learn about Amazon and Tesla and McDonald's <laughs> and all those giant multinational corporations. So unlikely you're going to be running one of them in there, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Very unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, so that, that's that's basically you know the purpose of the podcast is that. But then we also, what is it that we wanted the podcast to be for? Who do we want it to be for? Because we've obviously said wedding photographers and wedding videographers, which is true. But what there's 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 plenty of podcasts and educations and stuff out there that's that's talking about photography, talking about videography. But there are very few that bring them both together. I'm not aware of, I mean, I'm not saying there aren't any, but I'm not aware of any others. And that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to become a a place for people who have an interest in both. It means that you can listen to this podcast if you have um, one or the, you know, an interest in, in one area or the other. But it also means that we... There's more and more people getting into both photography and videography, running both, running their business as both functions. Either you know they they kind of subcontract and have teams working for them to be able to make that work, or they are you know combining those things together so they are offering a more hybrid service. You know, they might be, a, a, some people are doing that by themselves, which is, is quite a, a difficult thing to do, but possible. Or you might have, you know, a, a permanent kind of person, you know, a spouse or another, you know, a close uh, colleague who you do that, you know, you offer those services with. There aren't really any podcasts for that. And that's what, you know, it, it makes the natural thing. That's what we do anyway. It makes a natural thing for us to to talk about that more. Yeah. So that's kind of where this is where this has morphed into over the last year is that now we want to make sure that everything we're doing we're still talking about photography and videography and the separate you know providing sort of separate insights into them but also we want to make sure that we're being very clear about it's possible to have a photography and videography business and why why do we want to do that because one of the easiest ways to build a more sustainable business is to do fewer weddings uh, and charge more. And, you know, if you're limited by your market, your demographics, you know, how much traveling you want to do, then covering both services is a great way to pretty much double your income um, per wedding and without having to kind of change your clients. So, I'm not saying it's as simple as that. It it isn't, um, and believe me, it isn't easy to do both wedding photography and videography alongside each other. Either even if you're working together as a team, it isn't easy, right? There are there are a lot of additional things to think about. Obviously, if you work, if you thought about it and you were just both single shooters and you worked completely separately, you could probably do it. But if you're offering like this service, this hybrid service like me and Lindsay are, the it's taken quite a bit of time um, to build up the knowledge and experience to be able to do it in the way that we do. Because it's almost like we're offering a team of four by a team of two, if that makes sense, because they're kind of getting second shooters but it's only the two of us. They're getting 
two shooters doing photography, two shooters doing video, but there is only two of us. But we're, the way that we're shooting, the way that we're working, we're managing to cover that. And that that's a real appeal for a lot of the people that, that hire us um, because they know they're going to get this quite comprehensive um, memory collection of their day through both photo and video they're getting full bag of mashings when it comes to the photography side then they're getting the full bag of mashings when it comes to the video side but they're only having to have those two people at their wedding so they're not having they're not like being surrounded by the paparazzi all the time because it you know when we've when we've done wedding where we've been together doing video for instance there's two of us and then there's two photographers it does feel a little bit um a little bit extreme so it feels extreme from our side so it must feel a little bit extreme for the couple and the guests so I think that that's a big appeal doing it just the just the two of us um and obviously by offering that service in such a way it's got a very sellable um aspect to it but it's also uh, and it's giving a really good service to the the client you know it's kind of what service they want um, but it is also giving us the opportunity then as a, you know, because we're, we're, we're a, a spouse a team, we're able to keep all of that money in our business, keep all that money in our household, um, which I think, you know, if we had to double the amount of weddings, if we had to find different clients, and this was this was another consideration over the last sort of 18 months, was... Are we are we looking? We we want to keep growing the business and make you know increase the revenue. So are we? Um, are we basically going to look for a different client base, which would probably mean a lot more travel? We'd need to market in a different way. Um, we'd need to be working in different locations. Uh, so it's not that we don't want that or didn't want that. It's just that the reality of trying to move into that um, setup to be able to charge more and do fewer weddings um, is probably at this point a little bit less um, less appealing to us than being able to work in our current markets but just cover both the photo and video side. So that's that's kind of what, what has transpired. And it's a service that more and more couples are wanting now. We've seen a real change in the past sort of couple of years in the in how the bookings are made up. So for example, if you went back four years, excuse me, if you went back about four years, mm-hmm. I would say 90, 80-90% of our bookings were videography. Yeah. And then this, a very small number were either photography or photo and video. So that was four or five years ago. Yeah. And then a couple of years ago, I would say we were about a third photo and video. And then maybe the odd one photograph, one or two photography per year. And then the rest, you know, two thirds of them pretty much were, were videography. And we're looking at it this year. And I think it's something, it's more like two, more than two thirds of the bookings that we've got coming up, not just for this year, but going beyond that, 2024 as well. Yeah. I'd say more than two thirds of the bookings are photo and video, which, you know, will we'll change. We will get um, 
sort of more last minute video bookings as we as we go on that we we tend to still get inquiries you know six months three months a month out um but i do think it's changed and i think it's changed partly because of the marketing that we've done and and things like Mm. that but i also think that it has just changed naturally because it's not some it's more um it seems to be more normalized for people yeah. To have video and photo, but also for that to be done by the same team. Yeah. I think what's re- been really, really nice, so just in the time that we've been in business, is to have seen a clear distinction between photography is top of the list for people and video is that thing that's a luxury that if you can afford it, that's what you'll incorporate into your wedding. To the point where... Or people are naturally interested in video. And then further still, like you say, actually the combination of the two and it's shown. And so on our contact form, um, there's there's a space for us asking, why do those people want us to potentially tell their story? So hopefully they've come to us because they've kind of, they might have seen us on social, but they've kind of navigated through the website. They've got to the point where they've been able to have a look at the work, examples of work. They've been able to find out a little bit about us and how we work. They filled out the contact form and the very last question is, why is it that you might want us to tell your story? And just on one of the ones that we received last night, and this does happen often, is that people are making, they're kind of connecting the dots and they're making the connection between the two now, photo and film. And it was said on Enquirer last night that we love the idea of having the consistency between one team of two people that are doing the film and photo, that it's not this separate thing and that the end result, you know, that they kind of expect to see this, this real relationship between the still images and then the moving images that they'll see in film as well. And so that's really pleasing for us to kind of have seen that evolution and pecking order, if you like, of photo and video, but then as well, how in the mindset of the clients it's changed yeah. over time and how is it's actually something that's desirable now. Yeah, it's desirable to have a team doing the same thing. It's also more desirable to have the video in the first place <clears throat> than it was when we first started. Yeah. You know, I remember those first wedding <clears throat> fairs that we did because we, when we started out, you know, you, everyone tells you you should do wedding fairs and stuff. And that's basically, if you're in another part of the world to, to the UK, that would be a bridal show or whatever. Um, and it's you'd go along and, and you'd spend kind of 50% of the time talking to people would be about trying to convince them why they need a video, mm. why video is worth spending the money on. I can't remember the last time I had to have a conversation with somebody about trying to convince... I mean, yeah, we don't go to wedding fairs these days, really, but <laughs> I don't feel like we ever need to convince anyone. No. They're already convinced that, yeah, I want video. I feel like Hearing so many people say yeah, that. Yeah, it's not, it's not a conversation now. It no longer feels like a hard sell. No. Because people recognise um, how worthwhile that is, how worthwhile that memory of their day is. I've no doubt that a proportion of it um, will be influenced. So hopefully by now, you know, yes, there will have been guests at weddings and they will have seen other people that have had a, a videographer as well. But I think naturally 
let's just think for a second about how the behavior of these people has changed socially as well. So reels, TikTok, videos on social, all of that. People are in more ways than one getting to discover um, the, the, the benefits of having moving images, moving memories as well. Yeah, and it's 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 almost integrated into life now, isn't it? Yeah. Taking video. Yeah. Like before we had mobile phones, not many people would carry cameras around with them. So when cameras started to be good at taking photos, it probably ramped up the you know, the um kind of ha- the the weight that people placed on photography as you know, having these memories because they were taking photos of everything in their lives and they were then seeing that I definitely need to spend more money on my photographer for my wedding. Now, there's there's other there's counter arguments to that to do with people thinking that it was easier to do for photography, and this you can argue the same thing is going to happen with video now that people will think well it's easier to do video because you can just do it on your mobile phone it does it for you type thing. But I do think there was probably an increase in in the the wedding photography industry, an improvement in the wedding photography industry at the point where, you know, or the desire for it when mobile phones became a thing and people became, photography was a big part of their lives. And then that's what's happening now with video. Now, Now camera phones have got better and the video quality is amazing on camera phones and we're all posting videos online all the time because there's, because of bandwidth to do that and all that, all the, all that technical stuff, you know, we're now in a place where video is becoming normal. And so why wouldn't you have a, of course you want to record videos from your day. Now it just depends on people, what people are wanting to spend and what priority they place on different things as to whether how high up or if that's on their thing. Some people are really conscious about having their photo or video captured and then just not into that. That's one of those things we still kind of are aware of. But just like most people would still, even if they felt that way, still hire a photographer for their wedding. You know, and they might hire a good one, might have, might spend a bit, quite a bit of money on it. It's almost like now video isn't the, the, the guy with the massive camera anymore and lots of equipment because now it's all handheld, because... You know, now it can be very discreet because it can be quite natural looking, depending on obviously who's doing it. It has now become much more appealable to just anybody, not just somebody who's into it, Mm. but to anybody who's looking for. And that's why the joint thing, you know, all the joint kind of team package uh, probably appeals to people more than it ever has. And I can only see that increasing you know, and especially if we start thinking about, Lindsay's already mentioned about Instagram and TikTok and, and Reels and everything. I mean, it's, we, we talked about this in a, a few episodes ago, um, but that's only going to increase. Um, and I, I feel like, you know, photographers are really jumping on the video, you know, videographers obviously have always used video, but photographers are really starting to jump on the video kind of uh, bandwagon, if you like. So I think that, you know, it's a natural thing for not every single photographer, not every single photographer will want or need to, but for photographers to start considering how they can use video in their business. Mm. They are already doing it by using reels. So why, you know, why would they not start to think about how to use it on the wedding day in a more cohesive way? Mm. 
offering more services to their clients. You know, that's probably what happens. You know, that's the natural evolution mm. is that these things blend together. Yeah. It's what we saw starting to happen with a few photographers during um, COVID, isn't it? So as a way of um, just adding an additional element to their business, um, you know, diversification, you, you, you could argue was to start offering video as an add-on. So a highlight film. Yeah. And, you know, so, so those that have already kind of delved into that a little bit, you've already had a taste of with the same piece of kit on the day, switching between the two different functions, post-wedding, what that looks like in terms of transferring your files, looking after your files, and then what it looks like on the editing screen for you. You may have already then had a taste of how that feels to be offering both. So if you are, you might be in a position then where you're looking further ahead to the future and you might be listening to this and thinking absolutely yeah the hybrid that's where it's at for me traditionally I've been a photographer but that's where I want to look going forward so what are you considering then are you thinking yep that was completely manageable for me I managed doing the photographs editing those highlight films and that's what I'm going to do going forward did you find it a little bit more challenging with those additional that additional sorry editing on a completely different type of software having to consider now things like music and audio that you wouldn't have had to previously and incorporating that into it so does that kind of turn you in a direction of thinking I really like offering that to my clients but it's just me so how can I do that going forward yeah so will you look to maybe teaming up with a videographer will you look to upskilling yourself developing yourself will you look to introducing someone else into your business yeah sorts of options yeah and believe me it's not you know it's not simple to do both photo and video alongside each other so there are there are drawbacks potential issues that are going to come up and what we wanted to do as part of that part of the podcast is to help people to integrate whether you're um you know, whether you're a videographer who's wanting to integrate photo or whether you're a photographer that's wanting to integrate video, you know, or whether you're just planning on keeping those two things completely separate, but you'd like to be able to do either or, um, you know, there are lots of things to do with workflow um, and different skill aspects that people struggle with. And because we've developed skills in both areas, we can see things from both sides. You know, there's always been this uh, thing between photographers and videographers because they've got these different jobs to do, which are the same job, but they're coming at it from a slightly different way. And so it sometimes has caused some tension. Um, but because we do both and we work alongside other photographers and videographers, we feel like we're we're in a, like a, a decent position to be able to to to, to provide a, a good insight and skill knowledge level on mm-hmm. lots of different things. We're not going to report to be the best at all everything to do with both topics, um, but we've got a nice balance. Um, so that's that's what we wanted to make sure the podcast focused around going forwards, as well as the business elements mm-hmm. of. Uh, running a photography or video, wedding photography or videography mm. business. Yeah. And like you say, there'll be, there's kind of, there's advantages, but there's also drawbacks. So I think we'll we'll be able to give balance as well. 
I think, because yeah, there's been... because we can see it from both sides. See it from both sides, but there's been trial and error. You know, there's things that we've tried. There's adaptations to the way that we work, to the way to the, the cameras are set up that constantly are being tweaked so that when we do work in a hybrid way, we're aiming for simplicity on the day so that it, it does run smoothly. Yeah. And that doesn't come with the first one that you do. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. I think we could... We, we could um, certainly give a, a balanced overview of of what we've kind of tried and tested. Yeah. So it's 2023. It's the beginning of a new year. And, you know, what we're going to talk about in terms of building that successful and sustainable business is some things that it's a good time to work on. Now, you know, you might not have, obviously one of those is it, you might want to be learning different skills and integrating video into your photo business or photo into your video business you might not you might be just focused on exactly where you are at the moment I think the reason we talked about that is because that's where the podcast going but also because you know if you're wanting to build a successful successful and sustainable business moving forward like the reason we've done that the reason we've started to do both more together is because we do see that as the sustainable model Mm -hmm. you know for us not for everybody it does depend but there's two of us we've got to make enough money to be able to keep both of us um doing this full time so that was that was the the sustainable model as far as as far as we were concerned it might not be for you um but it's the start of the year and once you've got any backlog cleared and you've you've got on top of things, you've had a breather, we need to start looking at how we can spend the time, which is normally a little less frantic, mm-hmm. January, February, March maybe, before things start getting busy again on, you know, working on your business, working on your knowledge and skills, getting your ducks in a row, ready to, to do things, you know, make even if they're just slight improvements, even if it's just about feeling more confident about things going forward, getting yourself in a better place for the the future season that's coming up. So we'll start with, and a lot of this is honestly, is we've already kind of covered stuff in previous podcasts that we did, started doing a series of this time last year. Nothing's changed, right? This is always the yeah. stuff that's important so goal setting and workload planning you know what is your goal so for instance our goal last year i can't actually remember them all so i'm not going to start reeling them off but if you want to go back and listen to i think it's episode 15 or 16 um that we did that is is us setting our goals and how we went about doing that last year so if, you, if you're kind of thinking, I don't really know what that means or how to do that, uh, go and have a listen to that podcast. Um, you'll hear our, what our goals were for last year. And then you can, um, you can ask us on, uh, in the comments or whatever if, uh, if we managed to meet those goals. We actually should, we should go back, listen to what Wait, our goals 100%. were. 100%. And we should comment on that in the next episode. We'll do that. That um, is what we said we'd do Yeah, but we just we ran out of time to plan. We said we'd do <laughs> <laughs> Give a little progress update and and be honest about it and be realistic about it. Yeah, we're so set. we should do that definitely mm. in the in the next episode. We'll do that, um, and and workload planning. 
So the 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 crux of it are, ah, you've got another year coming up. Have a look at what it was like last year. Now it could have been your first year in business. It could have been you haven't even started. Like maybe this is your first year in business, so you don't really have any you know previous knowledge to look back on. But you know whether it's your first year last year or whether it was your fifth year last year, have a think about you know what what did that year really look and feel like to you? Because I know what our lo- year looked and feel felt like, but we had some hiccups along the way, kind of in our home life, if you like. Things didn't quite go as we'd anticipated in our home life. Business-wise, I think things went exactly as we wanted, mm-hmm. certainly from like you know financial goals, and we probably shot more weddings than we anticipated doing. Mm-hmm. But off the back of the COVID backlog, I think so, it was always going to be like that. That's it. We still had that mix of um, still servicing clients who had paid for their wedding film or their photography in some cases um, in advance. So essentially, you know, on the day it could feel like you're turning up for for free in some respects. But, you know, those people had, um, they'd kind of remained with you, you know, through the, they didn't cancel, they didn't want any refunds for this, that and the other. They stuck with you. So you fulfilled your commitment to them. So there was still uh, a number of those, particularly through those busier months a year where we were doing the the weddings that um, were postponements. And then there were new bookings on top of that as well, weren't there? And I think probably the scales being tipped in the way of maybe a few too many were us overcompensating for the fact that we would have been um, working on weddings whereby clients had already paid for that. Service. Yeah, basically there was there was you know probably somewhere between ten and twenty grand <clears throat> that we'd already been paid for. Mm. You know that we'd done in the last, so we'd been paid during the start of COVID, um, which kept us going. I think we've talked about this in a previous episode, but it kept us going, and then we had you know jobs that we had to do during this summer um, that, that where that money had come from. So in order to make that money back up, we took on extra jobs. Um, and I think that, that that lots of people will have experienced that who've been doing this for a few years. And I know that if it wasn't for those, I think we'd have got the, we'd have been just where we wanted to be in terms of how many weddings we did. Yeah. And hopefully this year, that's kind of what where we'll be. Um, That's it, isn't it? It's like it's almost hitting the reset button in in some ways. I, I think because we're not going to have an overlap this year, um, and touch wood, short of some other kind of phenomenon that hits the world. What like a recession? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, this year, you know, it's quite nice in a way. Thinking of twenty twenty three, and um, you know, e- even sort of beyond that with with a, as, as a blank canvas if you like yeah and so if you perhaps are new to this or you're kind of looking to kind of reboot your business in a way after covid after what could have still been a bit of a mixed year last year the goal setting now and looking at how you might um plan your workload manage your workload on a daily weekly monthly basis see it as starting with a blank canvas i think yeah so yeah. this is the best time to be doing this because mm. you can actually do it properly. And I know for us, 
it, it's very important. You know, we're, we're in a weird position where, like, we, we probably don't have as many bookings as we um, would feel comfortable with uh, for this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look at the figures, and that's the important thing to do, I'm going to come on to that as my next point. It's quite a good segue. When you look at the figures, we're okay as in we'll be fine, you know, financially, there's no reason why we've got to worry. Obviously, we want to get more bookings. We need to make more money to make sure we, we've got profit. But in terms of just making sure we can pay the bills, we're fortunate to be in, in that situation. And we don't have that many, you know, don't have loads of bookings. And so the whole strategy that we've been working on for the past 18 months, again, coming back to doing photo and video and, and things like that, you know, fewer weddings, raising the revenue from those. That's what we were trying to do. That's what we've been able to do. And it's paid off in the, you know, we should be okay. We can probably expect X amount of more bookings, hopefully. But um, we're not like worrying that we're not going to be able to pay the bills. And it's it's why, sorry, exactly what you're going to say is this once again puts the spotlight on why it's so important to know your figures. Yes. And that segue brings us nicely on to understanding the costs of your business, the money that you need to earn, and then pricing properly. So again, these are all podcasts that we've, We've covered th- these topics in. Um, if you go back to kind of around 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, something like that. But this is, you know, this is stuff that g- genuinely, the first two or three years of business, we did not do correctly. It was these things like goal setting and understanding your costs and, and how much money you're going to earn. We're talking about this. We're not talking about this from a preachy perspective or a showy-off perspective. We're talking about it from total experience of the mistakes that we made and I think lots of people made or make in the first few years of business because there's a a real excitement about, I'm shooting weddings and I love it and I'm making this and it's really good and and you're making money from it and you're thinking, (laughs) crikey, I'm making quite a lot of money from something that I enjoy, you know, it's, it's, my, it's more money than what I got from my full-time job or whatever, mm. you know, whatever job it was. But there's so many things to think about that aren't really at the forefront. Unless you've run a business before, then it's a bit different. But if you've come from a job where someone else took care of paying national insurance and tax and your student loan and, um, you know, they took care of, um, supplying you with equipment and uh, paying for your expenses and you know then you they give you a salary and when you get that salary that's your that's all your money you know now you're having to work all that out and unless you savvy and unless you've done this before or you've pre-thought about it and that's why we're talking about it to make sure you think about it you you know th- those are the things that that can really derail it mm. um, and then that ties into the pricing properly because if you are if you aren't pricing properly um, you're either going to find that you've got no money or that you are completely burnt out and you are sick of weddings 
And that's, it won't be for everybody. Some people will be able to operate. I know there's people that do, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 weddings a year, every year, and it's fine. Mm. They're happy doing that, and they've got a system in place, and they've, they've been doing this for a long time, and they're happy. But I don't think many people come into this and in the first three or four years could operate at 60, 70 weddings a year have you know if they've especially if they've got other commitments like a family or something like that mm. and be cool like happy you know yes i love doing this i just don't i don't think i don't think that that's a recipe for success no or sustainability no no definitely not so you know getting that price right so that you don't have to do that many weddings knowing your figures so that you know what you've got to earn key Absolutely key, and we'll definitely be um, going into very specific examples of that in future podcasts. Mm. Another thing that we need to be working on right now is marketing and getting bookings. Believe me, every year, I, I think majority of people that are photographer, wedding photographers and videographers will tell you that January is the busiest month. January, February, March tend to be the busier months for bookings. Yes, there's a steady stream through the year if you've got your marketing set up properly, but January is definitely busy, usually. Now, we can't say it's going to be this year. We can't 100% say that, but we can say that the last few years, even through COVID, January was the big month. So I think last year we had like we had over 100 inquiries in January. And yeah, we were, we were doing some marketing, we were paying for some marketing, but you know that that was you know two or three times more than any other month of the year so january is um important for that and you know getting the bookings so how you how you convert in that we talked in the last episode about making a few changes a few mm. tweaks and how that can be the difference really you know it could have been a coincidence but it probably wasn't it could be the difference by just changing you know we could use the terms funnel and all that but just by tweaking your processes tweaking things on your website mm-hmm. tweaking your follow-ups how you deal with these inquiries and how you structure your packages and your pricing and and all sorts of things could mm-hmm. be the difference between you know you meeting your goals and targets in terms of how many bookings you've got um or not um, so the inquiries are one thing, the bookings are the other. You really do need to look at that as a holistic process. Um, kind of go through it. I mean, this is what we do, isn't it? We're, mm. we'll, we've done it once already in the last few days. And we'll probably do it a couple more times in the next few weeks because over the next few weeks, because we're running different ads and things, we will look at our processes and tweak mm. things. So yeah. we'll we'll think, right, um, we'll, we'll kind of do f- sort of an inquiry to ourselves through our form and then go through the process, read through the emails, read through the, you know, go through the process to make sure that there's nothing more we can do just to tweak it a little bit and just make it a little bit more slick. That's it, because we said also in the last episode how important it is to kind of, um, you're the business owner, okay, and you've set your processes up because you want it to be a nice, slick, easy to follow, simple process for people. But that's from your perspective because you want to make it easy for yourself to interpret as well or to make the conversion as well but as we said in the last episode please don't forget to look back at it 
through the eyes of the client. And so by doing that, by setting up the test inquiries, so, you know, go through your socials, go through your website, what kind of journey are you sending those leads on? How are they going to navigate through looking at your work, looking at what you're all about? How are they going to find out about your story, if you like? And how are you then going to bring them to a point where they've made a real connection with what they've seen, what they've read about you, about your work, that they're going to want to fill out that inquiry form or they're going to want to send you that message and say, I want to know more. Send me your prices, please. It's so, so important. And in amongst everything else, you know, you're talking about the, the marketing element of it. Don't forget how important, you know, again, relating back to a previous podcast, but think of everything that you're kind of injecting into that from how you're presenting yourselves to the clients. So your branding, the messages that you're trying to communicate, the tone that you're using, all these things that we have discussed before and think of it through the client's eyes. Now we can tell you because we've seen the change in it and there's no doubt that you have as well. But the way in which we connect with clients and the way in which they're receiving it and um, kind of making their decisions about bookings is different today than it was 12 months ago because we live in a very different world. We live in a very different financial climate just now. And just as, you know, without any science behind it or anything, hands down, I would say that a massive influencer on the way that people are making decisions right now is financially driven because they're thinking about what money do they have available to be able to spend. Yeah, it does depend on on the market you're in as well. It does, absolutely. But yeah, please don't forget, sorry, let me get back to it, but um, please, um, whether it's doing a, a test email to yourself or just going back through all of the copy, whether that's on social, whether that's on your website, looking at the images, keep things nice and fresh, but think about it from the client's perspective. What things are going to be important for them to, they've seen your work, but what messages are going to be important for them to read? How are you going to reassure them and connect with them, given that we've got that you're this information? A, you're a safe bet yeah. and that you're a good investment yeah. to them because they're going to be looking at, potentially different people and what is it that you're going to be able to give them that somebody else isn't it isn't just about nice photos good videos it's more than that believe me like if anything I think and this is probably a different episode of the podcast but I think I'm seeing less people bothered about the work and more bothered about the the kind of approach yeah. and relationship. And when I say approach, I mean, getting mo- like maybe it's just the market and the, just the types of couples that we've been um, kind of appealing to, but less bothered about. Um, and it's the, it's different as well. They're wanting the images for different reasons. So it's, it's just changing so much. Mm. Yeah. Do it on, if if you use a, a, a contact form or w- kind of what, the, I think because we, we do, it's probably easier to kind of s- not set you a challenge as such, but tr- try this. Our last question now, we've consciously made, we were just having a look at our contact form um, the other day and we had a different final question, but now we settle on, why is it that you want us to tell your story? Okay. 
excellent piece of research for you. Okay, and particularly now, as Jules has said, this should be the busiest time for you receiving inquiries. If you've got everything in place in terms of your marketing and how you're going to reach your target audience, this should be the busiest time for you. Okay, so somewhere in the mix, get that question in there. Put, put it on their toes, you know, tell me, why is it that you want me to come and photograph or film your wedding? Why is it that you want us to be part of it for you? And that is an excellent piece of research that you can take forward. Because it basically it tells, tells you, you the answer to the, the question answer, of why absolutely. people are booking you. Um, absolutely. Is it purely if, down to the work or ju- just, just like you were just saying, it seems to be, yes, there's got to be an, a, a good standard of work there, but there's other things that are impacting people's decision making isn't there yeah and it's it's what i think the reason i said what i said and Lindsay's just made my point clear because of that question Mm -hmm. people talk less about the work the the work they're definitely they're into because they'll put we love your work yeah but then the next few lines will be all stuff that is nothing to do with what anybody could do as in like photo and video Mm -hmm. we there's lots of people taking photos and making videos, but they talk about the other things to do with our approach or us. And, you know, that 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 information, they haven't met, we haven't met them. That's the, they only can get that information through our website or our socials. Mm. So it, that's, it's working. You know, whatever we're trying to do is working. Obviously, only if we end up getting the booking and we're getting the right sorts of clients, that's, something we can't advise people on because that's a subjective thing everybody's everybody's wanting to work with different types of couples and everybody's wanting to do something slightly different and give a slightly different approach but there are people out there there are customers for all of us and that's so that's that's one's on you but the actual is it working is it right that's how to to look at it which kind of segues into the next point, which is working on your website and socials. <laughs> you know, hopefully you do this all the time. Hands up, we don't. We have been atrocious at it for the last six months. And um, we, I, I'm really frustrated about how bad, you know, how little I've done on it. But we're, we're back working on it now. Mm-hmm. Um, ideally, you work on it constantly and you, you're always making tweaks and updates and you're posting regularly and all that. But there's just so much to do these days, you know, that some, and because of the stuff that we talked about, you know, from a personal perspective, this year has been a bit more difficult. We've just, it's, it's one of the things that kind of went by the wayside mm. a, a little bit. But, you know, we've got, we had a new website built at the start of last year and we're just sort of optimising it now. That's basically what we're doing and day by day, just going through, trying to optimize it, trying to work with, you know, we're, we're setting up ad campaigns and things. So we're trying to optimize it to work with those as well. So it's a great, it's a great time, but you should definitely be spending any time you've got now working on those socials and website and also coming up with a strategy because mm-hmm. part of the reason we can't, we couldn't keep up with it is because we didn't have a solid kind of like, plan in place to be able to keep up with it you know whether you use a scheduler or whether you you just have a bank of stuff that you've got ready to go or you work on it you know for a few hours in a week but in a bulk setting and then you just post at the same time every day we just never we planned that's probably one of the things that's on our goal list from this time last year but we just never got there and then things kind of got difficult and 
we were busy through the summer with work and so it just didn't happen did it mm. maybe this year eh <laughs> um delivering good customer service so again you know this this sort of ties into to everything else but making sure that as well as focusing on being a really good photographer or a really good filmmaker this is a service industry so if if one of the areas that you feel like you're not 100% confident with is communication or one of the areas that you're not 100% confident with is is or you don't feel is as good as it could be is delivering that customer service you know whether that's through how quickly you can turn around your images and your videos something that became very difficult this year for for us and probably for everybody um whether it's you know the sort of the way that you're it's not just about the communication but it's it's kind of that that holistic service that you're offering you can always look at how you can improve that. For some people, that might be, you know, you involve gifts. It could be you're just very good at sending messages. You uh, always include a pre-wedding shoe or you do consultations. Look at what, I think what's really going to matter going forward to people is that they trust you. Um, so it always has been, but I think it's becoming more of a thing. So yeah, look at that. And being efficient in your processes. So whether that's pre-wedding, during the wedding, post-process, um, getting efficiency is like, you know, getting time back or saving money, whichever way you look at it. Um, and if there are things where you've thought back to last year, again, if you've not done this, if, if you're brand new and you just entered into this, you it's going to take you a little bit of time to realise these things probably. But there is so much time wasted on stuff that's not important or there are things that you can do to speed up processes. So, you know, if you're not using a CRM, and if you're not using a CRM at this point, we've, we've talked about it, we'll be doing a whole episode on it soon, but it is just the best investment in terms of money um, to, to get a CRM. So... There are lots of other software tools that you can use to assist you and other things. But yeah, get those processes. Think about the things where which slowed you down. Think about the things where you struggled or there was bottlenecks, things that could be more efficient. You've got time to do that. A couple of other things, equipment, you know, making sure that you've either got the equipment that you need, as in other like things that you've thought this year, I could have done with that, that would have made this easier or that would have just brought this, you know, that would have made this a little bit better. Um, you know, obviously we'd, we're not going to condone spending money that you don't have, but, you, you know, in the next couple of months, if, you, if you're a sole trader, you'll be working to, and in the UK anyway, you'll be working to a financial year end of March. And so between now and March, you need to be deciding, look, is this, have I got some extra money? Is it a good idea to invest it? And what's going to bring me the best efficiency or what is going to raise my game, um, you know, the most. Mm -hmm. So don't just buy a new lens because you need a new lens. Well, not need a new lens. If you need a new lens, get one. <laughs> if you don't just buy a new lens because you just think, I want, an, I want that new cool lens or I want that new cool camera. Because it might be better to be to buy some lighting or some audio equipment that's actually going to raise your game. Mm -hmm. 
um, rather than you know, offer us everything we do now. I've I've gone through my period of just buying stuff because it's cool. Everything now is about efficiency. Everything like if if I need to buy a new camera, um, it isn't because I need to buy it because it's cool. I now need to buy it because it's gonna make it quicker mm-hmm. and better to do the hybrid stuff that we do. So it makes it easy to switch. Mm-hmm. You know, makes like the focusing's better. So that means we can do things quicker we can switch quicker we can just you know we can record in a higher uh, bit rate but it's not too much and then the the, the colors and everything looks better in the films all sorts of stuff mm-hmm. you know these are you need to be asking these questions when you're purchasing gear and um yeah. and always look at the stuff that's not as obvious as the camera and the lens yeah absolutely so it could extend into your editing software yeah computer computer you know a different hardware that you use but don't forget as well to think about the maintenance and cleaning of the kit that you use as well absolutely so it might be that you've assessed what you have that's worked really well for you this year but maybe the tweaks that you need to make aren't necessarily with what you're carrying with you on the on on the day um it could be uh just simply that you think that's going to be great for another season i'm happy with that it's kind of maybe just my skill set that i want to work on so what i'm going to do with my existing equipment is just make sure that everything's cleaned everything's kind of working as it should from a maintenance perspective i mean i mean we've got a lens um that's broken right it only works it's a 16 to 35 lens and it only works at 16 so as soon as you put it up like towards 35, it just, the camera just stop, stops working. So that's been, we've been using that now for the last few weddings because we need, we use that 16 mil quite often for different things. So I just haven't wanted to do without it, but because we know we've got some gaps coming up, we're going to mm. get that fixed because it's a, it's one it's probably the most, one of the most used lenses we've got. So but it's just thinking about stuff like that. And no one wants to spend a few hundred quid on getting a lens fixed, but you know, it's better than having to buy a new one. So, um, creatively. So, it's funny, isn't it, that we've come on to that last. Because um, it, it is the least important thing. Once you're up and running, you realise that actually the stuff you create, it's the least taxing thing. Because if you've got a f- aptitude for doing photography and filmmaking, you're probably half decent at it anyway. And as you, get, as you go on, it's like you just... You, there's very margin. You get to a certain point, and it's very marginal gains in terms of like how much better you can make your stuff. You can always try stuff. You should always push yourself to try new stuff. But you know, during the regular season, especially the middle of the season, you are just in the trenches, so you are just getting it on with it. You know, and so this is a good time to think about how you want to push yourself creatively. Are there gaps in your knowledge or your skills that you can work on? You know, whether that's just going out or you know around the house and practicing different techniques or um you know maybe doing some kind of workshop or styled shoe or you know volunteer to do something else you know outside of weddings Mm -hmm. to get some experience um and whatever whatever thing it is that you're wanting to to get to get better at you've got a lot more time in these quieter months to spend on that and you don't really want to be unless it's like you know in parts of the wedding day where it's not as hectic and you've not not got the pressure you don't really want to be trying stuff out on people's wedding days all the time 
So this is, you know, so if it's a new piece of equipment you got and you want to test it out, test and test and test, you know, get really comfortable with it. If you, if it's a new skill, if you're wanting some specific, you're wanting to learn some specific stuff, look for where you can get that education from someone, whether it's a workshop or a course or whether it's some kind of mentorship. You know, we didn't necessarily get any of that when we were first doing this. We, we worked a lot of it out by ourselves. You can definitely see the benefit of when you're in your first few years of going and speaking to people who've got the experience that you don't have. You know, like listening to this podcast, you know, podcast that you maybe never thought of. Well, imagine if like there's something specific you want to get good at and you can, and someone's really good at it and you get them to show you. Like think about the the investment there is going to be huge. You know, like you, you put that money in, it's going to pay you back 10 times because you're going to be instantly better at that thing. Mm-hmm. And obviously you've got to decide what that thing is, if it's worth it or not. But, you know, that's, again, that's subjective. So, um, yeah, look at what you, you want to build on, do some experimenting. And, uh, you know, for me, I just, I can never, and I think this is probably a thing that lots of people struggle with, I can never get, I can never get happy with my colours. I flim flam around with colour, you know. That was a goal. That was a goal. And I I just, I did experiment so much this year. Like I could show you five different films shot in five different profiles, which I wouldn't recommend you go and do, but I was confident that I could could make a nice looking film no matter what Mm -hmm. I was shooting it like. But I wanted to see which ones I liked the most to be able to try and decide going forwards mm. what, you know, how we were going to set the cameras up, how we were, what, you know, what kind of colour profiles, white balances and things I'd shoot different scenes in. Because um, it makes a massive difference and we'll do a podcast on it. But I think as well, c- coming j- just for a minute back to the, the hybrid service. So that's what, one of the things been, that's a sticky wicket, yeah. Yeah, one of the, the things that you've, you've, you have really tried to kind of that, that that was the reason for the kind of experimentation was thinking well okay if we're going to offer this hybrid service to to people and produce their film and photos well we use the word consistency in what we're offering to people well if one has a little you know if the film has a dark and moody look which is a trend and the photographs are really really vibrant and bright well there's a disconnect. There's a disconnect there. That's not consistent. And so we are misrepresenting what we're selling to the client. And so that has been really important for us to explore this year and will continue to be until yeah, we get it's, it to... It's not, it's not that there's, you know, there's that much extreme in it, but it is just about... It's actually... Yeah, don't worry, I wasn't saying that. I know, I know. I just wanted to clarify that. I just wanted to clarify that. It's just, you know, and it, again, it, it depends what it depends what kind of... Um, what kind of grade you put on, you know, how you edit your photos and videos as well, and lots and presets and developing... It's, it's also about developing quick and efficient ways of working because we don't want to spend ages... Well, we don't want to spend longer than we need to on editing and on colour grading... So editing photos, colour grading video. And so it's really important that you you find a way of um, almost like, you know, you put something on your photos or your video, it gets it to close enough and then it's small tweaks to get 
each shot looking consistent and also then the photos and videos looking consistent with each other. And it just is more complicated than you would you would think. Um, and that's something, you know, just actually being happy with it. And I know so many people in this industry, whether it's photo or video, this is one of those things that they just, they always seem to be changing because they're like, I'm just, just not quite, <laughs> you know? So after five or six years, I can't really look at it and go, that's exactly what I want it to look like. It, it just shows, you know, it's, it's more difficult than you think. And I think because it's a, it's definitely a subjective thing. So you, you are always slightly changing your mind. Um, the main thing I guess is on that question is like, are you, are you couples? Are people still hiring you based on what you're showing? And if they are, and you're not going to be showing them something completely different when their wedding comes around, I think you're okay. That's how I, that's how I kind of view it now. But I still want it to be there. <laughs> so, what can we um, what can we expect going forwards for the podcast? Um, so there's going to be a lot more. Lots more. Go on, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Lots more talk about kind of the business side of things, like like you said, you said at the beginning. Yeah, for the next few months at least, because I think that's what most people are going to be working on. Mm. And um, and I think that's a, a thing. What we kind of do, or what what we tried to do um, this past year is 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 to kind of because, because I guess we're we're doing it ourselves as well. I was going to say we are practitioners as well, but that just sounds really pretentious. Doesn't <laughs> it? We we we're actively doing the job as well ourselves. So. Um, we hope that still we've kind of got a finger on the pulse of what's happening, what what are kind of the trends, what's important to us right now as we've kind of gone through the year. So like you've just said, over the course of the kind of next few months, because really in these winter months, it, there tends to be fewer weddings happening, like we've said before and like you will already be aware that this is the time of year that all this kind of work in the background the hard yards of building our business into a position where it's not only successful for us but that it can be sustainable there can be longevity into it this is the time each year that we're going to get to do that yeah so as well as talking about the business stuff um we're planning to get some guests on to talk about their experiences. So kind of going back to how the podcast first started when we had like guests on and we would ask about their experiences. I mean, I used to love doing those interviews um, and those, having those conversations. So I really want to be able to do more of those. And, and we have wanted to do more of those all year, but we were just not able to kind of find the time to set those up. Cause again, that, that requires, um, logistics and everything and um, but we've got you know different ideas about who we want to speak to if there's anybody you think we should reach out to to speak to an interview about their experiences in their wedding business um, let us know in comments on uh, Instagram or you can email us at info at weddingmavericks.com so we'd love to hear if you've got any ideas but yeah hopefully, hopefully we're going to get some really good guests on um, and generally we're going to be kind of focusing podcasts around lots of actionable tips and advice so the there's probably 
you know, this one probably don't count, but there's probably going to be shorter episodes with like more focused topics around things that we might have covered before in quite a broad way, but we're going to break them down a little bit and go into specifics, particularly around the business stuff, um, so that we can be quite, you know, frank and actionable about things you can do um, to, to do, you know, with specific topics. Being, I'm being quite broad there. Yeah. <laughs> could be anything yeah and and i also wanted to do like some some like live videos and stuff on youtube discussing like edits edits that we've done previously and maybe do live edits um hopefully some behind the scenes videos and things like that from wedding days over the course of the the next year um so that you can see how you know our process for the creative for how we, because we'll be talking about the processes for business and things that you can action there, but also it'd be great to to bring you into how we do photo and video or do them separate at weddings and how we do our editing. Um, hopefully that'd be, be helpful for people. So that's kind of the plan for the coming months is to spend a bit of time on that. Yeah, cool. But for today, um, thank you so much for, for listening or watching. Um, and joining us on the the first podcast of 2023. Um, We hope that it has been helpful for you um, and giving you some food for thought about how you yourself could work towards building that successful, sustainable business in the year ahead. Um, If it did, as always, please, we'd love to hear from you. Um, And you can reach us on Instagram just as the lovely Jemima Jewel photography did this week, this past week, uh, just as she was reflected on what a terrific year that she had had and some of the resources that she'd been able to access in helping her to build her business. And she gave us a little shout out, which was amazing. So thank you, Jemima. Happy New Year to you. Um, And yeah, please don't forget to rate and review us if you were able to, wherever it is that you are listening to your podcasts. Um, and just thanks again for, for listening to us and, and, and being with us. We, we ho- do hope that um, the end of the year brought you some time to be able to relax and you're looking forward with a, a positive frame of mind. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. And um, from me, thank you. Um, and thank you for tuning in to our 50th episode. We'll see you next week. Bye.